0: jen Mo, and welcome to nurse connect i am an rn and a board certified nurse coach i believe that connecting with others is essential to living a happy and fulfilled life and that sharing our stories not only helps us heal ourselves but also helps others by inspiring hope and optimism i'm so grateful to share stories of these incredible nurses on their journey and i encourage you to find a way to share yours too thanks for listening Welcome back. I'm Jen Mall with Nurse Connect Podcast,
1: and I'm super excited to have Amber here. Welcome. Thank you, Jen, so much for having me today. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. So, Amber,
0: why don't you take us back? How did you become a nurse? What's kind of been your journey thus far in your career?
1: Yeah, so I have been a nurse since 2012, and actually, I never really pictured myself being a nurse. I had aspirations to be an elementary school teacher. I love working with children. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, I was like gung ho to go to school and I thought that was gonna be my career path. So I actually have some people in my family and some close friends who are in education Mm -hmm. and um, they, so I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And for anyone who is from this area or is familiar with Pennsylvania, it is very competitive and difficult to find a teaching mm-hmm. job. Um, wow. at a school. So um, some of the people in my family and also like friends actually like kind of talked me out of going into teaching. Interesting. <laughs> um, not that they were in doubt of my, like my abilities to do it yeah. or anything. It was just, they were, I would, I want to say looking out for me in a way saying, um, like almost like, you know, you're going to have to move out of state, like you really mm. should consider this, like, you're not going to get really paid very well right out of school. And, you know, I, I really look up to teachers teaching is an amazing thing. And, it, you know, what we do in life is not always about money, you know, mm-hmm. it's more about what you're passionate about. So actually, um, the same person who kind of talked talk me out of teaching, like was like, I really think you should consider nursing. And I yeah. like just sat with that. And I was like, well I don't know if I really want to do that but who really knows what they want to do (laughs) right out of school right like we're so young so you know I thought about it and then like more people in my family started encouraging Mm. me to be a nurse so I was like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna do it I'm gonna be I'm gonna become a nurse and nursing school was probably one of the hardest seasons of my life Mm -hmm. but I'm just very thankful that I did choose this career path. Mm -hmm. And although it, I have, I don't get up every day thinking that, or I haven't, you know, it's just really been a journey. And Mm -hmm. I feel like nursing is not just a, it's not a career. It's more of a calling, you know, Go into.
0: Yeah. And there are so many similarities between educators and nurses. We're both very much caretaking healing professions in, in different ways, but Um, I can see that you make a good teacher, healer, nurse, you know, you've kind of already got that all kind of as a package.
1: So I I love that. And where know what
0: types of specialties in nursing have you done so far?
1: Yeah, so I like to say I'm well rounded. (laughs) I've worked in a lot of different areas. So when I first graduated nursing school, I started on a trauma unit, and then I um, transferred, there was another hospital, a newer hospital opening, smaller community one in Mm -hmm. the area I live. So I worked there for about eight months. But when I was Mm -hmm. in nursing school, I kind of fell in love with critical care and emergency Uh medicine, and I knew I would end up in either of the two. So um, after my eight months on a telemetry med surge floor, I um, transferred to an inner city hospital and worked in their emergency room for about five years. And I'll always say emergency nursing is probably my first love of nursing. Um, I haven't been back since I left there, but I do really have a lot of respect for those nurses. And just, I I really love, I love the, um, just the, uh, the, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? The adrenaline rush. Like I Mm -hmm. love that and just, and I loved like doing triage because you, your assessment skills just get just so strong yeah. in the emergency room. Like it's almost like you're able to diagnose a patient, even though that's not in our scope. But yeah. like, I know what's going on with this patient, you know, so I really um, love that. And then I got a little burnout working there. Yeah. So I transferred to the operating room uh, mm-hmm. at a bigger level one trauma center in, here in Pittsburgh. And was on the neurosurgery team there for about three years. And cool. it's funny, I went there cause I was like, you know I need a break from the emergency room and I just feel like the OR will be such a nice break. But you know, it really, it humbled me in a way cause OR nurses, it's a huge responsibility mm-hmm. and they do a lot for the patient. I mean, if you think about it you're taking care of a sleeping patient. They don't have mm-hmm. a voice. So you are, you know, keeping them safe. You're making sure that OR is, you know functioning properly and things are going you know, smoothly. So I really gained a new respect for what yeah. OR nurses do, and um, it's a different way of critical thinking, but they still use those skills. Sure,
0: yeah. Oh, that's super
1: interesting. Yeah, you are pretty
0: well rounded.
1: Yeah, there's more after that. Yeah, <laughs> so, the
0: world. What else have you done?
1: Yeah, so after the OR, I went and worked um, in clinical research for a little while. Oh. And, uh, Cancer center here in Pittsburgh. Um, I, I'll be honest, I didn't really like that job as much. It was more administrative work and I like to be more hands on with patients and more, you know, connected to them. Um, but I worked for, it was a great team when I was there, when I was, you know, on that team. And, um, I learned a lot about what, you know, that type of nursing is. And then transferred to an outpatient family medicine center, um, after being in the clinical research and for a few months and then COVID happened. Mm. So yeah, I worked, um, at an outpatient facility. I wasn't in like in in the hospital during that time, but we still Mm -hmm. had our challenges, you know, like, um, as far as getting patients seen for their appointments and, you know, Mm. COVID testing, you know, we had to run all that. So, um, yeah, it still was, you know, a stressful time. Yeah, for sure. In different ways, um, that stress and
0: determining your job. And like at the time it, it was incredibly stressful for almost everybody. Um, but I think regardless of what, what area you're in and nursing, it was, it's very impactful and very challenging.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so are you still in that outpatient setting now or do you still work clinically?
1: Yeah. So I actually, after I left there after almost two years of working Mm -hmm. and I just, I kind of took a break from nursing for a little while Mm -hmm. and I worked for a chiropractor for almost a year. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sure we'll be moving on to this, but I am a board certified nurse coach. Mm -hmm. So I started my um, one-on-one practice back in 2022. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was really looking to um, start that up and really move that forward. So mm-hmm. yeah, I took a little break from nursing, but right. Currently I still work part-time as a nurse, as I'm building my practice and I work at an outpatient surgery center. We do eye surgeries.
0: Nice. Yeah. I just love it. And, and I, I find that, um, many of the nurses that I get on here have just had such varied careers. And I love that. That is just, it's, it's amazing as a nurse that you can do this many different things as a nurse. I mean, you just listed off five or six different types of nursing uh, in your career. I just think it's fascinating.
1: Yeah, I love nursing. I love nursing because it is so diverse. And Mm -hmm. if you don't like one area, there's going to be something else that you thrive in or you love, right? Yeah. And then when you're like your time is kind of done in one area, there's something else for you to move on to. So Mm -hmm. that's why I love it. Like, and you're like, not only the job security, but just the diversity of what you can do. Yes.
0: And I know you have such a beautiful, strong faith. Has that played a role in kind of transitioning like knowing, I mean, is it, is it a knowing that you have that kind of was like, okay, it's time to move on. Did you feel a calling or a pull to those areas? Is that at all something that impacted you during your transitions?
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, spirituality and faith is a big part of who I am. And I would say early on in my nursing career, I didn't really rely on my faith as much as I do now, but I can Mm -hmm. see like, just, just even going back, like from when I was like a brand new nurse and all the jobs I've had, and all the places I've been like where God has really used me and just mm-hmm. like the people that I've met like it was either to like for me I don't want to say like I was like I feel like we're we are connected with people like God sends people into our lives mm-hmm. because we're meant to do something for them or they're meant to do something for us. And there's just been situations where I feel God has really taught me Mm. different things, just meeting and interacting with people and hearing their stories. And Mm -hmm. so, and also switching my mindset around like nursing is not just a job. This is Mm -hmm. a calling. Like, and I, I soon realized too, like, and I did not just go into nursing because it's a, you know, a good paying job and job security, but I think I've really just been um, awakened to the fact that if you do go into it for that, then you will quickly burn out because yeah. it is a servant's. Pos- it's a servant's like position to be a nurse. You take right. care of people, you take care of families. Like there's different situations that come up that may not even have to do with your patient. It might be a coworker or just you know somewhere where you have to um, just extend a little more than you may have wanted to, but Mm -hmm. also remembering that you have to take care of yourself as well. Yes. And that is so hard when you are feeling so called to a
0: profession such as nursing, and you feel it's literally your duty in life, that gift you've been given to serve others. It can feel really selfish when you're trying to take care of yourself. What are some things that have worked for you to kind of help fill up your own well so that you can give to others
1: yeah so I and this has been a journey for me I don't Mm. want to like make it out like I am perfect at this every single day because I am a recovering perfectionist (laughs) 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 shared that at work the other day and it was Uh, hilarious because people were like oh like they were like just you know joking around like what is happening I'm like I you know I've struggled with perfectionism and I'm working on that So, um, I have become a very big self-care advocate. I just love, um, especially like when I am working with my clients one-on-one, like just allowing them that space to just, what have you done for yourself today? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that is such a big part of, um, just healing and growing is just showing yourself love Mm -hmm. and whether you're a nurse, you're a mother, you, you're taking care of children, um, you know, you work in a daycare, you're a teacher, you know, any type of, for, in order for us to show up for our, you know, kids, clients, patients, however you want to word it, mm-hmm. we have to make sure our needs are being met and that we're being taken care of. And yes. sometimes that's really difficult to do. It is.
0: It is, and I think, especially when you are caring for others, that that uh, there's this level of guilt, like you're not supposed to be doing that. And so, I think acknowledging that, and it's like, no, I, I, it's important to be taken care of. And if I'm not, if that's not being met in one way or another, it eventually um, manifests into sickness and burnout and distress mental health challenges, right? All of that is connected.
1: Yeah, so I'm sorry, I don't think I answered what I things I like to do for me. Um, So I love to work out. I've kind of been off track with that. But I, you know, I, I recognize that I need to get a better little bit of a better plan that works for me in this Mm -hmm. season of my life right now. But even just going outside for 10 minutes and taking a walk has just been, you know, any type of movement to my body, I feel like just really helps me to get reset and grounded. Yeah, I also um, love just times of silence Mm -hmm. and um, prayer and also like meditating and Mm -hmm. breathing. I think that's been really beneficial um, because I tend to have a mind that races like, I think of like (laughs) things way ahead that, you know, right in this moment. So it helps me to just kind of like get grounded in the moment and reset when I'm feeling maybe overwhelmed or stressed or just needing that time to just, you know, focus on the now. Don't worry about what happened yesterday. Don't worry about what's going to happen five days from now
0: yeah uh, i I' definitely noticed I'm a former ER nurse as well it was uh, I grew up in the ER I like to say I started when I was nineteen and it was um about thirty something when I left so um you know I, but I think in any nursing profession specialty but I think especially ER nursing like you were literally trained to think of all of the terrible things that could happen and plan for them and and prevent them from happening and i think that is where a lot of this maybe we had a lot of perfectionism traits growing up um but they're they're glorified in that role when you are like so good at recognizing something that you know before it happens and preventing it and you you know, or, or somebody presents very critically ill and you know exactly what to do and you help them. And so, but sometimes it's really difficult to shut that off uh, when you're not in the work setting. And so when you talk about all the, the million things going on in your head and the, the worrying and the future planning, like that has its, um, it has benefits and it has a really great uh, uh, purpose in the job, such as an ER nurse. But if you can't shut that off, it becomes debilitating anxiety, right? I, at least, at least I struggled a lot with anxiety because I am so worried about all the things, but like you said, like spirituality, prayer, meditation, mindfulness, like getting centered and just being here in this moment uh, can really help kind of ground you and help with some of those spinning thoughts and the uh, anxious feelings. Does that, does that help
1: you at all? Absolutely. Um, I'm also a big mental health advocate. I think um, I believe healing begins in the mind and the heart and works its way outward. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying yeah, not saying like fitness and nutrition, that, that all plays a component too. But I think, you know, um, our mindset, our thoughts around things really mm-hmm. play a significant role in how we heal ourselves. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so you mentioned that you're a nurse coach, which is the specialty of nursing. So again, one more little avenue uh, if you're a nurse considering the specialty. It's pretty awesome. So talk to me about how how did you decide that was something you were interested in doing? What has been your journey as you've been building up your practice?
1: Yeah, so um, about six years ago, I went through a pretty traumatic relationship breakup. Mm -hmm. And I at that point in time, I just, well, I needed healing. That was Mm -hmm. number one. However, I just, I was in such a unhealthy state myself. Like I was Mm. significantly overweight, not eating good. Just, I almost like lost who I was like, Mm. if I can be honest.
0: Yeah.
1: And I just really like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start doing my self-care. Like that's really when my self-care journey began and what I started doing. And not that I didn't do things um, for myself before that. I just was like, I need to, there's something that needs to change. And that's also when I feel like I, you know, gave my life to Christ and found him and really got in tune with my spirituality Mm -hmm. because I always had a relationship with God, but I didn't really know. I'm sorry. I always believed in God, but I didn't really truly have a relationship yeah. with him. And I didn't really know what that meant or what that looked like. So that was a huge part of that experience. And um, so that was around the time I would say that I, I was working in the OR at the time. And then I just, you know, I started going to the gym and then there was a season where I actually was a spit instructor and I just fell oh. in love with fitness. And that was a big part yeah. of my healing too, because like, it was just, I not only work out for physical health, but it, it's a big part of my mental health. Absolutely. Healing, that I do that. So, um, when I was working in the family medicine center outpatient, um, I was just, you know, talking to one of my friends at the time and colleagues, and we were just talking about like, you know, um, holistic healing and things. And she's like, and I was actually thinking about going back to school to be a nurse practitioner. And that's Ah. something I'm still thinking about. But, you know, right now, um, it's not, I don't feel it's the time to step into that, but eventually it may be. And she had, She's like, I really think you should look into this program. I think you would be a great fit for it. And I was like, oh, what is it? So she sent me um, Heather and Peter's program, the Nurse Uh Coach Collective. And I, you know, did a little research on it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to book an enrollment call and see what this is about because this seems really cool and I'm Mm -hmm. like really liking this. So I had my enrollment call with Christina Jungay, who was also my um, uh, course director. Oh, cool. Yeah, Collective Fifteen is the collective I was a part of, and you know we had talked, and I immediately knew that this was something I wanted to do, so I enrolled. Well, That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, and the fact that
0: somebody brought that to you uh, when we touched on you connect with people that you know are either here to give you something or you're there to give them something. What a beautiful gift uh, your colleague gave you, and just planting that seed, sharing that you would be a good fit for this and that you followed that to see where it would lead and listen to your intuition about joining and, and working through the program. So I just love that.
1: Yeah. And um, so, you know, I did, the started I would say my like true healing journey began there um, mm-hmm. was when, you know, I enrolled in the collective and just starting to do that inner work and learning about mindfulness and how you can help people, mm-hmm. um, you know, with coaching. And um, so I graduated, let's think, 20, I think it was 2021. It was January of 2021, or maybe it was 2022. And I took a little break for a while and I just was like really sitting with like, what what am I going to do with my coaching certification? Mm-hmm. Like, this is something that I worked hard for and that I, I want to mm-hmm. bring to the world. And um, I always had a dream of owning my own business. And I never knew like what kind of business or, you know, what that would look like. But um, so I just kind of, I don't want to say I was like completely ready. Like I just took that step of and i was just like you know what i got to do this because if i don't ever do it like it like it, the time's just going to keep going by yeah so i hired my first one on one coach which um amy frame i'm going to give her oh, a shout cool. out cool love her she was my first coach and i worked with her for a year on um just some personal development and also mm-hmm. some some additional healing that i needed you know um yeah from my, you know, my past trauma, and just some other things that were coming up as start starting my business, because like, you know, there's a lot that comes up, you know, yes. and you know, healing is forever a journey, like, it's not something you ever come to an end with, like, you yeah. know, you're no sooner overthrow something, and then there's something else. Yeah, the, that, <laughs>
0: the whole onion analogy, right? Like, you pull back one layer, you're like, awesome, check. And then it's like, whoa, what's going on in there?
1: <laughs> yeah, so, um, so I, when I hired her, she helped me to, you know, get my, my practice started up and I was able to, um, get some of my first paying clients with that. So, um, yeah, my coaching practice is called celebrate revival coaching and I love to work with people on their mindset, their transformation and also emotional healing. Yeah. So, yeah, cause that's such a emotional healing is such a, and forgiveness, I would say is such a big mm. part of my journey and just things I had to work through. So I'm very passionate about helping people, um, you know, work through those things and, you know, get some clarity and just get to where they want to be. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And how
1: did you come up with the name? Yeah. So, um, celebrate revival. So I had another name picked and I I had prayed about it for, and I feel like I just did, I didn't feel right to name it what I was going to name it. And, um, Celebrate Recovery is a program in the, it's a 12-step recovery program in the church. And, um, Mm. you know, it's not only for people struggling with addiction, but it also helps people with emotional healing and Mm. other, you know, things, maybe with their mental health, like depression, Mm -hmm. anxiety. It's it's a wonderful program. And um, so I just always, that name was very catching to me. And, you know, I love The word celebrate because celebrate, you know, we talk about that in coaching. Like, you know, a lot of times when my clients come to their second or third call with me, what are your wins this week? What are your celebrations? What are we celebrating? Revival is a word that just really sticks with me because revival is like the start of something new. And Mm -hmm. I think it's the start of something stronger. Mm. So that's kind of like where I put the two together celebrate, revival, because we're celebrating, you know, ultimately your your revival over you know your healing or whatever it is for you whatever your story is you know why you came to coaching in the beginning like why you know you're doing this you know for yourself you know Mm um yeah i love that i got chills
0: when you were describing um the revival and the starting something new because i I think sometimes the start of something new is super scary because it's unknown um, but when you kind of flip your mindset about it a little bit, when you think of well, how exciting is this, you are starting something new. This is the beginning of your beautiful journey and transformation and what a blessing it is to be in this
1: space. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt, you know, um, I had shared the name with a couple friends before and they were like, Oh my gosh, that's really awesome. So, uh, yeah, it just kind of, um, yeah, I just, I just started putting names together and that just really cool. spoke to me because I just love, I love the word revival. I just, it's just so, so strong, I feel like. Yeah,
0: very positive. Uh, just what I think about it. I just think it's like, oh, that looks like, sounds awesome. Yeah. So what's next for you?
1: Yeah, so um, right now I am just working on, you know, building, building my practice, um, connecting with people, offering them coaching. Um, You know, I have, I also have a big heart to work with, like, first responders, Mm. um, as far as, like, police officers. Mm -hmm. They're, they're like, I would say they're, like, the biggest on my heart. Because I have some, I have like a a close family member who is a police officer, and um, just just the um, because they're also a servants, you know, servants Mm -hmm. position, and just you know the things they go through. And I'm not just saying police. I mean, this is military. This is firefighters. This is nurses. I mean, these are people, Mm -hmm. paramedics. Like, I don't want to leave anyone out just what they go through and see. And, you know, I think, um, coaching would just be so awesome for them because it's just, you know, a place where they can just be safe and just really mm. express themselves when they may not have an opportunity to do that Yeah. otherwise, because, you know, just having conversations with different, um, even like some of like some people who have family members in these professions and they're like you know what like you know there's no sooner an incident and then this is what is done for them and then nothing is done after that and i yeah. just i just feel a call like a calling to just put a stop to that and mm. like sh- make it different for them right Beautiful. And- you know, help them through their trauma, through their experiences, through their feelings, because, Mm -hmm. and I can speak from this from experience, like, when you don't process your emotions in a healthy manner, or just through a process, I think it becomes much more difficult to do it later on. And it causes a lot more things in our bodies and, you know, in our minds and things that could have been worked through and prevented.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think if you don't
1: realize it at
0: the time that these little things actually add up to causing big challenges, because um, especially in nursing, you see a lot of stuff and, and first responders in general and in life. But I think especially in really heavy caretaking professions, like these little things you just think aren't a big deal, the patient yelling at you a patient hitting you, biting you, being shot at if you're, you know, in a in law enforcement or military like like oh but i'm fine i survived like i didn't get hurt and so you we tend to brush off these things as like oh it's not a big deal um but then it's time after time after time that stuff starts
1: to really uh, add up and yeah it's it's heavy yeah. So, um, you know, just looking to connect with um, also like in the workplace too, like not just specifically with um, that population, but even in the workplace, like corporate environments, mm-hmm. like what, are, what is being done for the health and wellness of the employees there? Like, yeah, you know, um, I'm trying to, you know, just really just allow people to experience what coaching can really offer them.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. And one of my
1: ultimate like this is long term, but I would love to own like a wellness studio one day. Yes. um, Where spirituality is a big part of that. And, you know, a lot of like like prayer and just like worship and, you know, um, Bible studies, like all that is tied in there. Yeah. And there's different, like, I just envision it as different apart, like, you know, there, there'll be counseling, there'll be coaching, there'll be fitness, there'll be, you know, meditation, like just all these components, right, being tied into one. And yeah, just like holistic healing is what I like to envision. Oh, I as. love that.
0: Yes, because holistic healing is the body, mind and the spirit or the soul, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, and but it's taking all components of us and addressing for wellness, not compartmentalizing it. Uh, and so it's just, that's the beauty I think of this holistic approach with nursing and coaching. Um, I think it's really gonna make a big difference for people. Yeah. Yeah, awesome, Amber. I just love getting to know you and your story a little bit more and hear about your journey. And I just wanna give you an opportunity before we wrap up, is there anything else um, on your heart that's sitting there that you'd like to share?
1: I just would like I guess I would just would like to say, if you are struggling right now with your mental health, whether that is anxiety, depression, you are just feeling stuck in a situation where you just feel there's no hope, there is hope. Mm-hmm. Thank you.
0: Sending you love and anybody who's <laughs> listening you. that connects with that right now. Cause, um, especially as we're coming into the holiday season, um, this is a tough time for a lot of people and, um, just seek help ask even just, a you know, a, a reach out message. Can you just you never know how, where that will lead you? And Yeah feeling
1: that. (laughs) Yeah. Like we, the truth is we are never alone because Mm -hmm. God is always with us, but sometimes we're, when we're in our struggles or we're in like a season that's difficult, we do feel alone, but Mm -hmm. I guarantee there is somebody out there that you are meant to connect with and that can help you. Whether that's a counselor, a coach, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's just some random person you connect with on social media. right.
0: That's right. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Amber. It's been lovely chatting with you today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This has been an honor. Thank you. Awesome. You're welcome. All right. Bye, everybody.